Welcome back to Middle Tech's Weekend Reading. I'm Nate Antetomaso. Apple has been the gold standard of what an app and a developer ecosystem could look like for years now. But recently, the relationship between America's most valuable company and all the people who build on its platform has soured a bit. With Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference taking place last week, we're reading Why All the Fury at Apple by Shira Ovid from the New York Times. Let's go. Why All the Fury at Apple by Shira Ovid. Apple's annual conference for app makers, which starts on Monday, is usually a love fest. This year it's going to be awkward. Some developers are angrier than ever at Apple's dictatorship over iPhone apps, accusing the tech giant of imposing unfair costs and complexities on them and iPhone users. Here's what you need to know about this dispute, where Apple and the unhappy app makers both have points, and my suggestions for reaching app peace. So why are app makers mad? It boils down to what some app companies and lawmakers say is Apple's domineering control of iPhone apps. Some are angry at what they see as high and capriciously applied commissions that Apple takes when someone subscribes to an online dating service in an app or buys virtual gems in like a Clash of Clans type of game. Apple takes a fee of up to 30 cents per dollar of each sale in an iPhone app. It recently cut its commission to 15 cents per dollar for all but the top selling apps, but this just affects a fraction of Apple's app revenue. Other app makers believe Apple unfairly blocks their apps or puts them at a disadvantage to Apple's competing internet services. The complainers are a vocal minority among the couple million iPhone apps, but it's an influential one. It includes Spotify, Match Group, Airbnb, Tile, and the maker of Fortnite Epic Games, whose trial against Apple just concluded last month. Do the complainers have a point? Yeah. Apple has been running its app store using the same approach since it started in 2008. That made sense at the time, but it might not anymore. People's familiarity with apps makes it harder for Apple to justify its restrictions and commissions as though people couldn't find apps without the company's help. Apple also makes increasingly Byzantine rules to keep control over the app store, and they don't always make sense. Why does Apple want an app to pay a commission on the ebook edition of a cookbook, but not the print version, for example? The big question for us is, what does Apple's grip on the iPhone cost us in higher priced apps or new ideas that never even get off the ground because some developers don't think they can make any money under Apple's terms? But is Apple a little right too? Apple says it deserves to be compensated for its role in the app economy. It brings hundreds of millions of potential customers to app makers' doorsteps. It makes it easy for people to buy stuff, and it screams apps to make sure they're safe. Apple overstates this value and what it brings for app makers and the rest of us, but it is a meaningful contribution. So what is the solution to app peace? I have two suggestions, one mild and another aggressive. I doubt that Apple would do either voluntarily. First, Apple should stop blocking app makers from telling people that they don't have to pay for stuff in the app. For example, YouTube Music's streaming service costs $13 a month if purchased in the iPhone app. The same membership costs $10 from YouTube Music's website. YouTube pays a commission of $3 to Apple when someone buys it through Apple, so they just pass that cost along to us. 
If app makers were allowed to link to websites where people could buy subscriptions or digital goods for less, many people still wouldn't do it because it's a pain. A New York Times editorial board member said it would win Apple a lot of goodwill if it did it though, even though they would still make a ton of money. It would also conform more closely to how Google operates its Android app store. The out there option is to ditch app stores entirely. It is easier and arguably more secure to find, pay for, and download apps from a single app store. But I'm no longer sure it's worth the higher costs and control by Apple. What if we just downloaded a Tinder app or YouTube Music or any other app from that company's website? In that world, maybe, there could be a possibility of not needing apps at all, at least in the way that we think about them.